Welcome to 10.5, the official podcast of the OPP Association. My name is Scott Mills. And I'm Emily Brown. We are the Strategic Communications Coordinators for the OPP Association and your host for the 10.5 podcast, the official podcast of the OPP Association. The OPP Association is the sole bargaining agent for the close to 10,000 members of the Ontario Provincial Police in Canada. Our members are our focus and our strength. We aim to provide important information to our members and the public about matters that affect policing in the province of Ontario. Thanks, Emily. Uh, We have some news today for our listeners. Exciting news. A little bit sad for us, so... Our beloved executive officer of pension and benefits, the one and only Lisa Hillstrom, is officially retiring. So, uh, Lisa, congratulations on your retirement. And on behalf of everyone here at the OPP Association, thank you for your tireless work supporting our members for so many years. And uh, you're truly going to be missed. Thank you so much, Emily and Scott. Um, and, you know, I knew you wouldn't let me get uh, away from here without doing another uh, podcast episode. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, you know, you are our most frequent flyer guest. Yeah. <laughs> I really, you know, the, the podcasts have been something that I think is so beneficial for the membership because there's, uh, they can go back and listen to them as many times as they want. And so I think with that, it's so beneficial and I thoroughly enjoy doing uh, the podcast and so glad that you did ask for uh, a few more. Yeah. And and I can tell you as a newcomer to the OPPA, the podcast definitely helps in the understanding of the inner workings here and and everything that's going on. Uh, So thank you both for joining us today. And you're not only doing one podcast as you leave, uh, we have three lined up for you. So stay tuned to our listeners. This is uh, part one of three. Well, and uh, we're actually recording this on the same day that uh, Lisa is uh, having a retirement party. So we're looking forward to that this evening. Um, We also have the pleasure here on the podcast of introducing Lisa's replacement, um, like anybody could actually replace Lisa. So uh, welcome, Caitlin Fournier, to uh, the OPP Association, and uh, welcome to the 10-5 podcast. You've got big shoes to fill here, and uh, we're just wondering if you could introduce yourself uh, for our listeners, Caitlin. Thanks, Scott and Emily, for having me on uh, my first podcast. Uh, as Scott said, my name is Caitlin Fournier, and I was just hired at the beginning of May as the Senior Advisor Pension and Benefits. I'm so excited to be here, and uh, I'm truly honored that Lisa trusted me to, to pass along the torch. Uh, I do have some big shoes to fill, but I've had the pleasure of working alongside Lisa for the last two months. And in that short amount of time, I've learned so much, and her guidance and shared experience has been invaluable to set me up for success in this role. Just quickly about me, my background uh, is primarily in human resources with a primary focus on supporting employees from a payroll benefit and retirement savings background. So my background along with uh, Lisa's guidance, I hope uh, is going to set me up for some success in this role. Well, like, welcome, Caitlin. Um, I know everybody here at the OPPA is very welcoming, and uh, everyone looks forward to working with you in the future. 
I've received such a warm welcome already, and I'm I'm very excited to to be in this role. Uh, Caitlin, um, are you good? Uh, and Lisa too here. Are you good if we? ask you a whole bunch of questions uh about our our topic today i don't even know if we've said what our topic's going to be here but uh our topic today is going to be short-term sickness plan known as stsp and if both of you are good with it we want to ask you a series of rapid fire questions we're getting back to our rapid fire here because every time i think about lisa hillstrom i think about just peppering her with questions and she's got the answers right on the tip of her tongue so are you guys both good with that yeah uh, i'm more than good with that thanks and i'm good too i i may be referring to lisa here and there she's got the expertise um i'm still on a big learning curve but i'll give it my best shot so to our listeners, please do listen on, especially if you're a uniform or civilian member of the OPP Association. This podcast is intended to assist uh, regular full-time uniform and civvy members of the OPP Association to really get an understanding of their entitlement to short-term sickness plan or STSP credits, uh, noting that the member is off work due to a non-work-related injury or illness. So let's start uh, with the short-term sickness plan credits. So what is a member's short-term sickness plan credit entitlement? Um, OPP Association members, they're entitled to 130 short-term sickness credits each calendar year. The first six uh, days are 100% of their salary, and the balance of 124 days are 75% of their salary. It's important to note as well that these days that we're, uh, I'm referring to are based on either an eight-hour or seven-and-a-quarter-hour day. And that really depends on the classification the individual is in, um, would depend on their hours. I love, Lisa, that you said you can listen to this over and over and over again uh, because everything you just said, I'm going to have to rewind. Uh, so, uh, second question here. Uh, this one's going to Caitlin. Uh, can a member use attendance credits to top up the 124 STSP credits covered at 75% salary? Yes, they can. Members have the following options to top up the 124 STSP credits at 75% salary to 100% salary. For uniform members, they can use vacation credits, overtime credits, and statutory holiday credits. For civilian members, they can use vacation credits and overtime credits. So how does a member qualify or re-qualify for short-term sickness credits? Um, this is going to be maybe a, a longer answer because there's a lot of different aspects to this uh, question. And for a new hire, for example, an individual must work 20 consecutive working days in order to qualify for their 130 short-term sickness credits. Now, when an individual is off sick from one calendar year to the next, um, they're going to continue using that previous year's short-term sickness credits into the following year until they're exhausted. And they're not going to be eligible for the new year's credit until they satisfy that 20 working day um, qualification. And it's important to understand, and this is a lot of questions that we'll receive from individuals, 
with the 20 working days? Does it have to be full days? And the answer is no, it doesn't have to be full days. And if they take a vacation day within that uh, 20 day count, that day is not going to count towards the 20 days, but it's not going to stop that 20 day count. But it's important as well for individuals to understand if they're in that 20 day count period and they have to be off on sick leave, then that is going to stop the count and they're going to have to start that 20 day uh, consecutive day period again and uh, and satisfy that. Um, we've had also individuals that may exhaust all their short term sickness credits in one calendar year. And if that happens, they are, again, they're going to have to satisfy that 20 consecutive working day of employment to requalify for the next year's short-term sickness credits. It's really important for individuals to understand their credits if they start to be off continuously and the impact of that and financial considerations as well. And that would also tie into if an individual, say, may use 30 short-term sickness credits, and then they return back to, to work. And then later on in that calendar year, they then have an illness or an injury that they're going to be off for an extended period of time. They need to be aware and, uh, and understand that they're not going to have a uh, full 130 days, which is um, a qualification period for LTIP, which I, that's another total other topic. Um, and I, I don't want to go into great detail, but it just is important for an individual to understand, you know, the qualification and the reinstatement um, of those credits. And um, if they don't have them all to cover that six month period, then as Caitlin had indicated earlier, an individual can top up those 124 short term sickness credits with available credits such as vacation or overtime, for example. But if an individual knows when they start to be off continuously, that they're not going to have enough short-term sickness credits to remain on the payroll for that full six months, that qualifying period for ELTA, that's where they then may decide not to top up their salary, be paid at 75% of their salary during that time, and save those credits so they can be used to remain on the payroll and reduce that leave without pay um, period to satisfy again that six-month qualifying period. Thanks, Lisa. My next question here uh, is for Caitlin, and it's a question that uh, is very simple. What is a sick day? So a sick day is an absence from the workplace when you are unable to perform the duties of your position due to an injury or an illness. So for example, if a medical appointment renders a member unable to attend to their duties, uh, i.e. a test that requires sedation, anesthetic, or a recovery period. So in that same vein, what is not a sick day? Um, some of the examples of what is not a sick day is scheduled appointments, such as, you know, a routine medical checkup, going to your dentist, a vision and eye exam, hearing tests, things like that. Uh, and some individuals may also wonder, oh, they have dependent care issues. That's not a sick day. Um, transportation interruptions, vehicle breakdown, utility, you know, weather, all those uh, items that can come up they are not uh, an absence that will be covered under a sick, um, sick leave. 
Good information, uh, Lisa and Caitlin. Uh, next question over to Caitlin. Do members require to contribute to their pension with the PSPP while using STSP credits? I, I feel like I'm talking acronym soup here. <laughs> you might even have to say for the people like me out there, what the heck is a PSPP? Um, Caitlin, in your answer. So the PSPP is the public service pension plan that our members contribute to. And yes, members will continue to contribute to their pension while using STSP credits. Their pension contributions are made based on their full salary. Therefore, if the member elects to not top up their 124 STSP credits with available credits, the pension contributions are deducted as if they were paid in full salary, which I think is really important to note. Um, we have members who they've questioned if they don't top up their salary, what is the impact gonna be to their pension? So we really wanna highlight here that you would be topped up to full salary from a pension contribution standpoint, even if you took that 75% only. Lisa, do you have anything to add to that? Um, no, I don't think I have anything to add, um, but what I would like to, you know, continuing with that is ask Caitlin uh, maybe a question because we've been, as Caitlin indicated, we've been together since she was here the first part of May, and there's been a lot of different examples and different conversations that we've had with, with members throughout her training. And just to get a perspective from Caitlin, you know, if you're taking a call from an individual who is using their short-term sickness credits, are there certain questions that you feel are really important that, that you're going to need to ask that individual during that conversation? For sure. So one of the first questions that I would ask the member would be, when did they start to be off continuously using their STSP credits? The next question would be, did they have 130 STSP credits when they started to be off continuously? I then want to follow up and clarify if they've used some STSP credits prior to their current continuous absence, and if they know how many credits they have available to remain on the payroll. We also want to clarify, have they elected to top up their STSP credits? covered to 75% salary with available credits or not. And as Lisa mentioned earlier, if they will be off more than three months, they're going to receive an LTIP package from Ontario Shared Services. We're not going to go into the provisions of long-term income protection, which is LTIP. Uh, however, it is really important for members to be aware that there is that six-month qualification period before LTIP can be approved. So if a member doesn't have enough STSP credits for the full six month period, they can remain on the payroll using that available vacation overtime and stat credits, or they can request a leave without pay. That's excellent. Um, one thing actually as well would be, you know, those are the questions absolutely perfect to ask. And um, one thing to add is it would be uh, recommended that the individual request the employer provide them a credit summary. That credit summary is going to identify the usage of their short-term sickness credits if they have available vacation or overtime, et cetera, 
to top up their salary so that they can look in advance and plan financially um, during their absence if it continues to be off more for a longer term so that they can make those decisions as to whether they do want to be topped up or not. Um, so that's excellent. Um, excellent, Caitlin. Yeah, and that actually brings us to the end of the questions for this particular topic. Uh, really good information there. Thanks thanks to you both. Caitlin and Lisa, I can't thank you enough for sharing this information. And I, I have to reiterate that a lot of us need to go back and listen to this over and over and over again. So, Lisa, just so you know, um, people are going to be listening to your advice for a long time after you're gone down that highway that we hear in the background, Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, Caitlin, we we very much look forward to to working with you. And uh, Lisa, I have we can't let you get away here without a little bit of chat about what your retirement plans. If you're willing, uh, what are you getting up to uh, in your retirement? Well, um, I have a lot of plans. Um, some individuals may. Um, uh, be very, very jealous of some things that I'm going to be doing. And actually, I, I'm thinking more framing it, um, maybe jealous of the awesome retirement gift that I was given by my husband. Um, not too many people would be beneficial enough to um, have a excavator. Um, as a <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And... Uh, <laughs> What I, I am so excited that I'm going to be able to learn how to uh, run it. And um, I come from a family of carpenters. My grandfather, my father, my brother, my sister, my husband, my son, they're all the carpenters. And so I'm going to be helping uh, my husband where I can uh, with we're building a house that we're going to sell. So we're excited with that. So that's a project that we've taken on. And uh, also spending time, you know, I think the, the main biggest thing for me for retirement is spending time with my family. I said, I think time is so precious and I've got two grandchildren and uh, my, my children and their, um, their spouses and really looking forward to spending time with them. And uh, another awesome news is that we're going to have another grandbaby coming next year. So that just tops my retirement um, that uh, I'm so looking forward to. And thank you so much for asking. Well, congratulations on that. That's exciting news. Uh, and we're not going to let you off the hook that easily. We're actually recording two more podcasts with uh, yourself and Caitlin in the near future. So we've saved some of the hard questions for later. So Caitlin, uh, can you let us know what you both will be chatting about in the next couple episodes? The next two podcasts, the first one's going to be the new hire process to give an overview for both uh, uniform and civilian members. And then we're going to do an updated podcast on one that Lisa has already touched on before, uh, just reiterating the importance of wills and powers of attorney. Definitely important topics for sure. So that is our episode for this week. You've been listening to Lisa Hillstrom and Caitlin Fournier, our past and future benefits experts here at the OPPA. Uh, thanks to you both for your time. Uh, any last words, Lisa? Those who know me know me. I usually do have some last words. So thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Just add a little bit more. Um, what I would like to say, and I know we've got two more, so uh, I'll probably repeat it as well. But I cannot uh, thank Kaylin enough for 
first applying and then coming and continuing to come every day. I know it's been, you know, a whirlwind of information and experience and knowledge that you've already learned since you've been here. But I can tell with the time that we've spent together that you are the right fit. You've got the experience, you've got the knowledge. And the more that we we um, have worked together as well, see that a lot of things that each of us do are very similar. So when you're saying you know, if you're going to fill the shoes, I think you're already uh, getting filled. You know, the shoes are being filled um, because we are so similar. So I think that is is a bonus. And we're very fortunate to have you. So thank you for all that you've done. And I'm so looking forward to seeing what you do for the association. Um, you're going to do a fabulous job. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Uh, Caitlin, any last words for you? Uh, first of all, I want to thank you both, Scott and Emily, for inviting me to do my first podcast. I know it's something that Lisa's truly enjoyed doing, and it's a way to connect with the membership and, and share some really valuable information. Um, and to Lisa, it, we are very similar, which it, to down to the, we use the same pen our sweaters are the same <laughs> and, and our philosophy to being that support um, is it's very aligned, which is, is really nice. And I've truly enjoyed getting to know you as a person over these past two months and learning about all the ways in which you've impacted the lives of so many members through your role. And I know I'm speaking on behalf of everyone here at the OPPA, as well as the membership. When I say thank you for everything that you've done and, uh, Thank you for trusting in me. It's, it's a true honor, as I said before, and you're going to be truly missed. But we look forward to hearing about all your adventures in retirement. Thanks so much, Caitlin. And to our members listening, do look out for those next two podcasts that will come on the heels of this one. If you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button on your podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every other Friday morning. On behalf of Scott and myself, it is our pleasure to host the 10-5 podcast. And from everyone here at the OPP Association, thanks for listening and stay safe.